got a couple of words that I want to talk to you about tonight. Uh, the first word is restore. Restoration is in the air. It's in the air. When you, when you look at the word re, re is a prefix. It's at the beginning of a word that means once more. It means a fresh. It means to return to a previous state. Everyone say restore. Restore means to return something to its original condition. It also means to freshen, to recharge, to rejuvenate, to repair, to renew, to resuscitate, to revitalize, and come on somebody say revive. So when we're talking about when we're talking about restoration, we're talking about a reinstatement to its original condition. That means better than before. It also means to rebuild or to renew. How many of you would agree with me tonight that you're not getting older, you're being renewed? Amen. amen. Though the outward man, amen, is perishing, the inward man's renewing day by day. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And one thing that I think it's important for us to say is that he renews our youth <laughs> just like the eagles. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. Try that one on for size. He's renewing my youth. He's renewing my youth. Just like the eagles. Just like the eagles. Whew, hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. Come on, eagles. What do you say we soar? Yeah. Hallelujah. We mount up with wings as eagles. Ha ha. <laughs> yeah. That's you. That's you. Now, one area that he brings restoration to, he brings restoration to our soul. Of course, we know Psalm 23 says that the Lord is my shepherd and he restoreth my soul. I looked that word restore up. It also means to refresh. Not only does he restore our soul, but he brings refreshment to our souls. Now, we know that one of the ways that he restores our soul is through the engrafted word when we open our heart to receive it. He restores our soul by the renewal of our mind. We know that the psalmist said that the law of the Lord or the word of the Lord is perfect and it will convert the soul. But I saw this really clearly today. Along with the restoration of our soul can come a refreshing for our soul. And I dare say that you and I need to be continuously refreshed in His Word and in the presence of God. Dad Hagen said something to this effect, we need constant renewals of the Spirit or constant infillings of the Spirit. And yese frede, and yo komro diste nende, a fasondo lebreke nista toma nene. And you don't have to wait till Sunday to get it. You don't have to wait until church day to get it. You just get up in the morning and open your mouth and say, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me today. The Spirit of the Lord is on me today. And He's filling me and refreshing me in every way. Amen? Can you do that? I think we can. Amen? Now, Young's translation says, My soul, He refresheth. So He is not only the restorer of our souls, 
of our mind and our will and our emotions, but He is also the refresher of our souls. The refresher of our souls. And so, here's the deal, guys. When we come to Him, He brings to us a refreshment, a relief, a quiet, blessed ease for our soul. He brings blessed quietness for your soul. If you're having soul trouble, come to Him. If your soul has been distracted by the cares of this life, give your cares to Him. And let the bishop of your soul watch over you and bring refreshment and bring blessing into your very mind. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Say it with me. My mind is my mind. And my mind is off limits to the devil. In the name of Jesus, I declare, I have the mind of Christ. I have a sound mind. I enter into rest. I rest well. When all the world is full of care, I'm fully free because I don't have a care. Now, here's another thing. Sometimes repentance must precede restoration. Sometimes repentance must come before restoration. And once that takes place, it can bring glorious refreshing. See, what sin does is sin stops us up. It blocks these refreshings. Now notice over here in Acts 3, verse 19. Acts, the third chapter, the 19th verse, says, so repent. Now repentance isn't a bad thing. You know that repentance is a gift. Repent. Repent. Change your mind and purpose. In other words, change the way you've been doing things. Change the way you've been thinking about things. Change the way you've been acting. And just turn around. Turn away from and turn to God. That's repentance. So repent, change your mind and purpose, turn around, and here's another thing, return to God. If you want to be refreshed in your soul, return to God. That your sins may be erased and blotted out and wiped clean, so that what? Let's raise our hands and say, thank God. Thank God for times of refreshing. Times of refreshing. We just do not need an occasional time of refreshing. When the song leader gets real anointed. And when the organ starts playing. And the preacher starts a hooping. We just don't need a time or two of refreshing a year. We need to have continual times of refreshing. Say with me, I'm living in a state of refreshing. Now notice he goes on to say what this times of refreshing will do. So that times of refreshing, recovering from the effects of heat, reviving with fresh air, may come from the presence of the Lord. Now have you ever noticed 
that when you get refreshed in your spirit, in your soul, something comes on you. You know what it is? It's joy. Along with refreshing comes restored joy. And here's what the psalmist prayed. You know, he was, he was before God and he said, created me a clean heart, created me a pure heart. And, and, you know, don't take your Holy Spirit away from me. And then he prayed this out of his heart. Restore. Everyone say restore. restore. He said, restore to me the joy of your salvation. And uphold me with your willing spirit. C.S. Lewis says that joy is the serious business of heaven. Dear brothers and sisters, if you only knew what happened in the spirit when you rejoiced, you'd rejoice every day. I said you'd rejoice every day. It's the serious. Some of you better start doing some of that down here. Because when you get up there, it's going to be party. 24-7. But they don't have time there. There's going to be some, you talk about some joy. Whoo, glory. We got some relatives there right now. You know what they're doing? They're rejoicing. And they're cheering us on. From the grandstands of glory. They're looking down upon us. They know that we're still in our race. And they're cheering us on. Amen. Amen. All right. I kind of went over good. (laughs) So joy then is a spiritual force which is expressed and released in various ways. The Bible is so full of ways in which joy can be expressed. What are some of them? Praising? Singing? How about some shouting? How about some dancing? And we're not talking about doing the Tulsa two-step. Or the Hayward hoedown. Or the funky chicken. Amen. Or the boogaloo. No, we're talking about dancing in the Holy Ghost. I mean, you ever got so excited in the Lord and so full of joy that you just couldn't stand it? That you had to run? You had to leap? Brother George over there rolls on the floor when he gets happy. Amen. The other brother George can't even hold a mic. Amen. You get some restoration going in your life. You're not going to walk around sour. You're going to walk around in the joy of the Lord, which is your strength. Rejoicing then is a demonstration before heaven hell and others and even yourself that Jesus is Lord and that he is triumphant over Satan who is a defeated foe David said I rejoice at thy word as one that findeth a great spoil so we see restoration for our spirit restoration for our soul 
And then there's restoration for your body. Look at Jeremiah 30, verse 17. Jeremiah 30, 17. Notice the first part of this verse. He said, For I will restore health unto thee, and I will heal thee of your wounds. He was wounded for you. So that we wouldn't have to walk in this life with a wounded spirit. He said, I will restore health unto you and I will heal you of your wounds. Young's translation says, for I will increase health to thee And from thy strokes I will heal thee. That's a great verse of scripture for people that have experienced strokes. Listen folks, if your health has been stolen, there's restoration, there's divine health, there is a healer in the house to make you stronger, to make you better, to make you healthier than you've ever been before. He will increase your health. He can remove not only the disease, but he can remove the wounds brought on by the disease. I know of people that have had cirrhosis of the liver and that are still alive today. And when they put the test to their liver, at one time their liver was scarred and they put the, what do they call those things? Ultrasound on that liver and all scarring was gone. (laughs) Glory to God. That's what God can do. He can even remove the very sign of a disease as if it never existed before. If he did it for Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and they came out of the burning fiery furnace without a smell of smoke, he can deliver you from any cancer, any disease, any arthritis, without any signs. There's restoration in the air tonight. There's restoration in the air tonight. There's healing in the air. There's a healer in the house. Everyone say restore. Restore, restore, restore. If you came in here with pain of any kind, he can bring restoration. But not only that, he can take what has been wounded and broken and make it whole again. He can heal a broken heart. In Luke 4, verse 18. Luke four eighteen, It says, The Spirit of the Lord, where is He? Where is the Spirit of the Lord in your life? Is He in you? You need to start saying, 
the Spirit of the Lord is in me, but the Spirit of the Lord is also upon me. Amen. Say it with me. The Spirit of the Lord, the of the Lord rests, upon rests upon me. That'll make a huge difference in your life. He said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me, here's what I want you to see, to heal the brokenhearted. To preach deliverance to the captives. Recovering of sight to the blind. And to set at liberty them that are bruised. Those that are crushed. Those that are broken down by the circumstances of life. Jesus said the Holy Spirit is upon him to take what is broken and make it whole again. Isn't that good news? How many of you have ever been broken hearted? I know some of you are broken hearted tonight. But I just want you to know that there's mending coming your way. That there's restoration coming your way. Hallelujah. Some are broken in heart over relationship that's been broken. Some are broken in heart by other things. But I believe this, that the head of the church can restore and remove wounds from the past so that you can recover. And sometimes it doesn't happen overnight. Don't get me wrong. Sometimes it doesn't happen suddenly. And there is a period of time that it takes. But I just dropped by to tell you tonight that I'm standing with you. And God loves you. And I see in the realm of the Spirit your broken heart being mended again. Come on, let's lift our hands and thank Him for it. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, my, my, my. What will he do? He'll pour in the oil and the wine. Next, this word came to me. Restore and regain. Regain any ground that we may have lost. I just took a huge hit in the stock market. But I'm not moved by that. Because I believe in restoration. And my eyes are not on Wall Street and they're not on the Dow. They're on Jesus. And as quickly as that went down, we're coming on up. Amen. So I'm not waiting to rejoice. I'm rejoicing right now. But that's just temporary stuff. But listen to this statement. I know the Lord gave it to me. Restoration has to do with regaining any ground that you've lost. And then he went on to say this, and to receive an enlargement of your territory and to receive an enlargement of greater territory more influence 
Say it with me. Great, Great. and glorious things. They are coming my way in this day. Regain. 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 On the football field, sometimes they take a 10-yard loss. They sack the quarterback. But if it's a good quarterback, he gets up. And he makes the right call. And he marches that team down the field into first down. God's doing more than giving you a first down. Some of you need a hook with this tonight. Everyone say regain. Regain. That means to recover and bless God, get it back. Take it back. You've been given the faith that takes. I believe that I receive what the enemy has stolen from me shall be restored sevenfold it's happening if you could see in the realm of the spirit the Lord has already gone ahead of you and angels are already working on your behalf out there in your future to connect you to supernatural divine destiny Everyone say regain Regain. and restore. restore. Look at Joel chapter 2. Joel chapter 2, verse 25. There's restoration in the air tonight. Everyone say restore. Restore. Joel 2.25 says, and I will restore to you what the years that the locust has eaten the canker worm the caterpillar the palmer worm my great army which I sent among you and along with this restoration and this regaining you shall eat in plenty and be bummed out you shall eat in plenty and be satisfied And you're going to praise the name of the Lord your God that has dealt with you wondrously. And my people should never be ashamed. If you've experienced a temporary loss, do not let Satan condemn you. Like Kether, she says, don't let a setback cause you to sit back. Get prepared for a glorious comeback. Amen? Restoration of what's been stolen. You know, when the locusts did their work, what Joel was talking about, it looked like it was over with. It looked like it was complete. It looked like it was final. But here's what God promises. God promised that He can even restore the years that the swarming locusts have eaten. And what does that mean? That means restoration of those fruits and of those harvests which the locusts have consumed. You know, many people, you know, they they look back on their lives and they feel that many years have been stolen from them. And then they get a little bit older and they think, well, you know, I'm, I'm just too tired and, you know, it's too late to start over again. 
You know, what's the use? What's the sense in it all? Even young people, even young believers, they struggle with the something that, that's been swept out from under the rug. Their future is ruined. Their past is gone. And I'm going to speak tonight a word of restoration over your life. And I want Brenda to come right now. Because we're going to see the power of restoration at work in this place tonight. Go right ahead. He's reading out of Joel chapter 2, and I had some notes on that. And I wanted to just share this. It so goes with that. In Joel chapter 2 and verse 21, it says, Fear not, be glad, rejoice, for the Lord has done marvelous things. That's what it says in the New King James. And as you were preaching, that was what was going on on the inside of me. How do we get restoration? Three ways. Fear not. We can't be afraid that things will never change. Fear not. Be glad and rejoice. And then the promise is restoration and God will do marvelous things. And I have this written down on what marvelous means. Astonishing, notably superior. Hallelujah. That's restoration. Things that God will do that will be astonishing. That will be notably superior to what you could even ask, think, or desire. Amen. Ephesians 3.20. In manifestation. Exceedingly. Abundantly. Over and above. It might look like now that there's no way that this could turn around. There's no way that any good could come out of this. Yeah. But God is a master come on. at fixing any yeah. disaster. And He will restore. And He will make better than before. And it will and it will be astounding and astonishing not only to you but those around you will look at your life and they'll look at the way God turned things around and they will set up and they will take notice and they will say, surely the hand of the Lord is upon you. Come on. You couldn't have done that for yourself, but God has favored you. God has blessed you and God has brought supernatural restoration into your life. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Yeah. Glory Hallelujah. to God. I think we ought to stand up and thank the Lord. Glory.